It's Monday. Time for the Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob. This is Rudy. You are Bob. Did you know that? I am Bob. You are Bob. Yes. Yeah, Forwards and backwards. Sometimes. <laughs> Palindrome. <laughs> hey, we have a huge, huge show coming up this week and another one coming up in two weeks. Okay, and I got some bad news for you. Okay. I got to leave in the middle. Got a quick appointment. So I'm hoping that you can handle segment two. You can't hold it or what? No, no, no. It's not that. It's not that. I'm just, I'm just telling you okay, up fine. front fine. that, you know, well, um, I, the good news is uh, for you listeners out there is that there I, will be a guest. I think I've got a guest lined up. Yeah. So, so, um, so it won't just be 15 minutes of Jason Mood. Yeah, no, we wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, no, that. it's no. actually Brian Nickel from Luther College. Be very good. He's yes, the uh, baseball coach, and they've got a huge event coming up that's really, really cool. And you're going to be upset that you don't get to talk about it with us, but whatever, Bob. Yes, I, you know, duty calls. Well, he, apparently, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, March one, two. Never mind. Anyway, uh, we have a huge show. We, we do. We got to talk about high school sports because yeah. we are getting into the best part of this uh, of fall. Well, right playoff now. scenarios for football are coming up. Pairings are out for volleyball. Yeah. And we know the cross country meet is uh, conference cross country meets tomorrow night, night. Indycor at Oneota. Yeah. Uh, so plenty to talk about there. And we had an epic week of college football. Oh, did we have a epic, epic, epic. And we're going to cover that when I get back. Okay, we will do that. Okay. All right, Bob, we got to take a break, though. Let's do that. All right, back after this in the sports zone. High school playoffs right around the corner, starting off actually this week with some postseason competition. Uh, cross country will be on the course in IndyCor at Oneota tomorrow night. Yep, Flinder uh, Hampton. And yep. Turkey and Valley goes to um, South Wind for uh, their conference cross country meet on Thursday. There you go. And Ashen. I love saying Ashen. Ashen? Yeah, yeah. You know anybody from Orshan? <laughs> so, I know a lot of people from Orshan. Um, and volleyball. And volleyball. The is... Northeast Iowa Conference Tournament, which uh, I actually kind of like what they've done. Um, they split it into uh, two days again. Um, Tell I me always, why they did that. Well, I, I, I think the, the big thing last year was with COVID. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like that they, they've kept it that way, mostly because the, the 2A teams and 3A teams start, uh, excuse it would be all 3A in, in, the, in the IC, um, play on Monday in their playoff game. Oh, sure. So, you know, you, you play six matches on Saturday. Oh, you get a day off, and now let's go play, you know, the, the big the, one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, really, um, it's 16 tournaments, so you either play two or three, depending, you know. So, right. I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, it, it's a good, actually, real quick on volleyball, it's a good conference this year with, mm-hmm. with Waverly, Shalrock, and Decoy, mm-hmm. both ranked. Um in 4A. Yep. Uh, New Hampton's 21 and 7. Uh, I watched Wacom play last week. Um, that's a pretty solid volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And, and so. Um, Should be a good conference. Yeah. It, it, and it opens right here in, in New Hampton. Yeah. On Thursday night at 6 o'clock. I think, that, I think what they do is they play two. Everybody plays two on uh, Thursday night. And then they play three and walk on on Saturday. Okay. And it's just a round robin. Mm-hmm. And uh, go from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm excited for. It's also traditionally a very good cross country conference. Yeah. Oh, very much. Uh, so. Your hometown is 
They've been pretty solid. You know, Walk On has had a solid program for years. Right. Waverly Shell Rock's been pretty decent, and they've had years where they've been excellent. Charles City has been very good. Very good. And and again, they have some great runners. Um, You know, it's been a renaissance year, I would say, for for New Hampton. Uh, Both the boys and girls have won won, uh, team titles. Mm -hmm. Um, The boys are ranked. Now, when you say team titles, you mean at meets. At meets. Yes. And then uh, the boys are ranked eighth. Mm you know, the girls have two or three runners that, that definitely uh, can make a run for the state meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's... it's. Uh, well, well, we've got runners from New Hampton in the individual rankings right, this year, right, too. Right, right, uh, Both the boys and girls. Dylan Usher, of course, and Natalie Nosquist, just, just a freshman. Just a freshman. Uh, and um, really going to be a fun week, I think. Uh, I think both coaches, both... Jess Goots, the volleyball coach, and Jamie Oit, the cross-country coach, will tell you they want to do well, but next week is really important. Well, exactly. So the the volleyball team opens the playoffs at home against North Fayette Valley. Did not get a a lot of uh, help from the girls' union. Um, No, they didn't. So (laughs) in all likelihood, we'll play at 15th-ranked union. And... um, and the winner of that match will play uh, West Delaware, which just happens to be ranked number one in 3A. Yeah, so the bracket looks like this. West Delaware takes on O-line. Uh, in the I'm taking round. West Delaware, by the way. Yeah, walk give on. Me as many, uh, I'll give you as many points as you want. Yeah. So. Walk on and Crestwood will play uh, in that opening round, and then it's Union Community versus Vinton Shellsburg, New Hampton versus North Fayette Valley. Right. And I think, yeah, I mean, that North Fayette Valley – uh, New Hampton game is going to be a, a, a favorable favorable matchup for New Hampton. New Hampton beat North Fayette Valley pretty handily yeah. earlier in the year. A lot can change. That's true. Um, um, you know, but but and they they do open at home, which is nice. Right, right. Uh, Seven o'clock on mon- next Monday night. One one of the things that I'm really appreciative of the girls' union on. I just criticized. I didn't really criticize them. I just said they didn't do New Hampton right, any favors. Yeah. Someone's uh, got to play in West Delaware. and They yeah. used to stretch this regional tournament out over like th- three weeks. Or, right. You know, and, and it's literally Monday, Wednesday, Monday. Right. And and that, I think, is, is much better for teams at this stage of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and the bottom line is you can always use practice. But at this yes. point of the season – it's probably you're not, not yeah, as... You're yeah. not breaking new ground at this right, point. Right. You're polishing and maintaining what you got. You know, yeah. And at this point, it's about preparing for your opponent more than anything. Right. If there's game planning to be done. Right. You know, and it, so I, I look at that New Hampton-North Fayette Valley game, Monday night, 7 o'clock, uh, next Monday night. Right. Um, and, and... Otherwise, that, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a nice look. Or it's, it's a nice opportunity. But then, like you said, Union Community is the next team more than likely. Now, again, I think that's a pretty uh, toss-up matchup. It's a good, yeah, you know, it's I mean, New Hampton matchup. was ranked for a while. Union basically replaced New Hampton in the right. rankings. It's uh, going to be a good matchup. Yeah. You know, and that one's going to be at Union, like you said, Wednesday night, the 20th, 7 o'clock. Um, Do you know what the Wednesday night, the 20th? Do you know what that represents? 
Wednesday night the twentieth. That would be uh, the I day gotta... after my birthday. I know we're short on time. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember the, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, going on and on about October nineteenth. So yeah. yeah, I just oh, I, I'm just throwing that out October there again. Twentieth would be the day that I got to probably take the kids to light. <laughs> so. You know, because PK, you know, he he like I don't know. Yes, I, I gotta well, say PK. Well, yes, um, and not penalty kick. You know the That's other <laughs> the other fall sport. Um, it's football, and uh, the playoffs start a week from this coming Friday. Yes, they do. Um, the good news is um, we had three area teams that are already in, and now it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Turkey Valley is uh, ha- will go in as, as their district's top seed. Right. They clinched that. Um <laughs> With a 46-12 to 12 win over Chipola on Friday. Indeed. Um, which means they're going to stay at home for a couple of games. Right. And, and uh, Nashville Plainfield clinched their first playoff spot since 2014. Uh, with they a, did, with, yes, didn't they? Yeah. So are, they, are they A or 1A? A. So, um, okay. In, in all likelihood, a 4, maybe a 3. Yep. Um, they'll hit the road. Uh, New Hampton has the most, you know, and, and we're about to do a math lesson here, but, <laughs> but it's about sports. So. It, it, it's sports, and it's math, but we've we've researched it enough and checked it with right. mathematicians. Yeah, so here's here's the scoop. Uh, Clear Lake is 4-0 and in the district. Correct. New Hampton and Osage are both 3-1. and Correct. And um, New Hampton has beaten, not beaten Clear Lake. And lost to Osage. And lost to Osage. Clear Lake has beaten Osage and has not played New Hampton. So, so in this week's paper, what I, what I actually, I, the headline, and I, I'm, I don't have it sitting right in front of me, is something about um, we ought to wear a little blue on uh, Friday night. We should have a little because blue. Because the best way to win the district for New Hampton is... Win the game. Yeah, win the game and have Crestwood beat Osage. And what that would do then, it would give Osage two losses, right. which is two, two, uh, one loss beats two losses, yes. which we would only have one. Even, even in Decoy math. Right. Uh-oh. And then New Hampton and Clear Lake would have, would one, each be tied with five, uh, four one and loss. one records. Yeah. But New Hampton would have the head-to-head tiebreaker right. and would get the number one seed. I think technically it's co-district champions. Right. But right. either way, but, but it's, the, it's seeding the seeding that, that, we're that looking really for. does matter. Okay, um, so that's the best case scenario. New Hampton wins, Osage loses. I know Nolan, if he's listening to this, he's like, rah, 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 yeah, whatever. Yeah. I've had to listen to him talk at me about all kinds of stuff lately. He can do a lot of green stuff. I'm a guessing. lot of green yeah. stuff, and we're not talking about grass. <laughs> no, in all likelihood, <laughs> Osage would be favored. Yes, and then New Hampton. If New Hampton does not win on Friday. Uh, the Chickasaws will go in as a third seed. Which... Maybe. Oh, yeah. If they don't win, you're, you are absolutely correct. Right, they will right. go in as a third seed. Third seed. So I'm sorry. You are absolutely correct on that. Even uh, if I, I would lost. like people to write the time down right now. I know. I said uh, he you were just right. told me I was right, people, and uh, and now he's he's is he muting my microphone? <laughs> so. I don't know. What are you talking about, Bob? Oh, you can't talk, huh? <laughs> if, if Osage, I did it, Bob. I, I muted you. If Osage and New Hampton both win, uh, New Hampton needs to to win fairly comfortably to have a chance to uh, win. The, they go on this 
17 point tiebreaker which is different which the only difference between the old 13 point tiebreaker is now it's 17, 17 points so basically new hampton won beat Florida city the other night mm-hmm. and arguably the best game the chickasaws have played this yeah year. yeah um by 34, 34 mm-hmm. to nothing. But they only get 17 points for that. Correct. And the reason the association does that is because if they just went based on total points, total points, teams would, you know, you'd have you'd the, have an incentive to score when you're up 55 to nothing. Right. Exactly. Not, not that you don't have, you know what I'm saying, though. Right. So right now, um, New Hampton is third. And, and and you can divide it out, which I don't understand why you don't have to divide it out. They all play the same number of games. Right. So uh, New Hampton is, is third right now in that 17 point, the, the plus 23. Right. So um, Clear Lakes plus 43. And I want to say that Osage is plus 33. Yeah. That's, so, yes. Um, now, if you get to a point where two teams tie in the 17 point, and, and it's based on all the district games, mm-hmm. uh, then it goes head to head. Right. So we have to beat Osage. Correct. By one. Yes. In that, you know, in that case. Mm-hmm. Which brings up, you know, I, I was talking to uh, at work today, you know, a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, New Hampton was going to kick. Mm-hmm. An extra point against Cresco, or Crestwood. Mm-hmm. Crestwood jumped off sides, get the ball at the one and a half. Right. That went for two. Yep. I would love to see this come out by one point, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, but, but the first thing New Hampton needs to do is win. Oh, yeah. And I think it would, yeah. <laughs> you know, poetically. Uh, no, not poetically. It is possible for Clear Lake to lose this and still be the district champion. Right. They they lose by one and Osage wins by one. Right. No, and and, and right now Clear Lake's ten points ahead of Osage right. in that. Yes. So right. if 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 Clear Lake wins by one and Osage wins by eight, they they still can't catch them. Right. You know. Exactly. So um, I I do think it's the fairest way to do it. Um, you know, this you can't have a playoff game on Tuesday that's the to decide. You know, maybe we could play, maybe not penalty kicks, but right, we're yeah. gonna play a quarter. <laughs> you know, well, you know, well, but, we'll kick field goals. Yeah, you know. no, we don't want to do that. We don't. No, no, we don't. <laughs> you know, no, no, never so, mind. Check um, that. But, Check that. Check that. Don't do that. <laughs> but honestly, you know, um, and again, I, I, I know that you and I have disagreed with this. People are going for how the six teams make the playoffs. And again, I think in some years it is absolutely the right thing to do. And, and New Hampton has, beat, has entered the playoffs as a fourth seed twice and beaten the top seed. Right. Uh, 2014, New Hampton finished third in its district and went to the state quarterfinals and lost by three to a team that ended up finishing second in the state no they won it no that's right north north one yeah north one of that you know you know so (laughs) i I think this is the best way to do it in my opinion because if you get stuck in a tough district 
it, it helps, you it know. Does. And, and, and I'll, I'll go back to a year after 2014 um, when Josh was a sophomore, finished a legit fourth in, in the district and went to Garner, which was a top seed, mm-hmm. and won 26 to 6 and mm-hmm. dominated mm-hmm. without their best, without New Hampton's best player for most of the, for all of the second half. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I just think that's, that's to me the logic of, of, of having more teams in the playoffs. Do, do fours beat ones very often? No. no. But, but, but neither do 16s over ones. Right, the right. Ones. You know, here, here's the thing, and Nolan and I were talking about this, and I think this is the, the best case for why this is a good system. Mm-hmm. We are at week seven. Mm-hmm. Or week eight, a time when in past years this wasn't the case. Every team in this district, district has, has a, a playoff chance, chance, has a chance to make. The and playoffs. again, I think that that makes a better football. That makes you know, it's uh, good for kids. It, yeah. it, 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 yes, it's better football, but it's good for kids to have that experience. And right. I'm not saying participation trophy. No, but I am saying you can have. You know, two teams aren't going to make the playoffs out of our district, right. but they're got a chance to play for it and see right. if they can do it. Now, does every district have that? No, no, but but ours does. It, it's pretty amazing to me. I mean, and it's it's a little convoluted to get this three way tie at the bottom. Um, I mean, Forest City can make the playoffs by winning by sixteen, right? You know, and and again, you know, it's like. If that doesn't, if that doesn't lead to a good week of practice over there, then that's on the kids, you know. Exactly. And I will say that, you know, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're playing for something, right? right. And, and I guess the best part about this is, is really, this week starting tomorrow, you're playing for something. You're playing for something, you know, and for and, a and you know, you you can say, well, New Hampton's already in the playoffs, yes. But they're playing for a home game. For a home game, and all of them are. Yes, and and I, hey, you know me, I love home games. Uh, me too. Yes, me too. All right, we gotta take a break. Okay, I gotta run out. Okay, you'll come. You'll do this interview with the uh, Brian Nickel. Yep, and I got fifteen minutes. Ten. Yeah, fifteen 12. minutes. Okay, and then you gotta be back, and okay. I'm not gonna tell you what we talked about. <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about. All right, so fine. <laughs> Back after this with head coach from Luther College, Brian Nickel, right here on the Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob. Back on the Sports Zone, and I don't know where Bob is, but I'll tell you what, he's missing out because we've got a wonderful guest to talk some baseball with us. And now we're not talking MLB baseball. You know, that's for, I won't say it's for the birds, but that's for other times. You know, it's not like there's playoffs going on. But uh, our guest today, although you probably, our guest is probably watching a little MLB baseball, playoff baseball is brian nickel the head coach at luther college and there's just been a recent announcement about a game that's going to be played at a certain place in dyersville and i just had to talk to you about it coach brian welcome to the show glad to have you on jason fantastic to be on here with you today i sure uh, sure appreciate the invite and looking forward to chatting with you absolutely and of course uh, am i accurate to say that you're probably watching a little mlb baseball playoffs yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to um, say who I'm cheering for. I don't want to offend anybody who's listening. Uh, not that I'm <laughs> too worried about that, but I'm going to stay neutral uh, tonight. And uh, But, yeah, it's a fun time of the year when the, you feel the cool temps and uh, playoff baseball is, is hard to beat. 
Absolutely. That was very diplomatic of you, by the way. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, a little closer to home, though, Luther College just had a really, really cool announcement. Uh, you guys are going to be playing a game at Dyersville or in Dyersville at the Field of Dreams. First college baseball game ever played. You and Briar Cliff doing that. You got to be excited about that. Man, we are uh, we are stoked. It's going to be an unbelievable experience, and and both us and Briarcliff. I mean, from the get go, it's it's just a, an opportunity to showcase both institutions, but also our kids. You know, give these kids a a once in a lifetime experience, which I think college baseball is in itself. Uh, but to to walk out on that field, um, and and you know, even these guys who maybe the movie wasn't as popular for them, but after the summer, I think a lot of guys went back and watched it and talking with their dads and grandpas and aunts and uncles about field of dreams. Um, and now for, to, to know they're going to run on that field with their uniform and play a game. is just unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you can't think of anything more special, whether you watched the movie for the first time 25, 30 years ago or 25, 30 days ago. Uh, it's a special movie, and I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, I'm curious how the whole thing came about. Yeah, I mean, it. so, um, you know, I went to Southwest Minnesota State University in Marshall, and uh, Corey McLaughlin, the head coach at Briarcliff, also went there. I actually coached him uh, my first two years as a graduate assistant. He was on the team, and so he called me up, uh, I don't know, I mean, like four weeks ago and just was like, hey, feel the dreams. You want to play there next fall? I'm like, are you joking? He goes, nah, I'm dead serious. We booked it. We want to do it. We want to do it with someone who's got a great alumni following as well. We've got a lot of support. And he goes, I know you guys do too. And, of course, we've been uh, we've remained friends over the years through our coaching careers. And I said, yeah, man, we're all in and um, got the ball rolling. We uh, made a site visit I, like three weeks ago. Me and him showed up and um, – and I've got a really funny story about the site visit that that uh, I'll share with you here on on today. But we did a site visit, checked it out. The surface was fantastic, and and we just pulled the trigger and went for it. Outstanding, yeah. Um, and so, just to be clear, obviously there's two fields down there now. MLB built a field. Which of the two fields are you playing on? The MLB field or the original movie site? We are going to play on the original movie site. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it just. I think that's going to, you know, obviously playing on the MLB field would be great, but um, playing on that field, I think I would honestly prefer, and, and I think I don't want to speak for uh, Briarcliff, but I think they would too. It's just, it's going to make it even more of what the event is. Sure. Um, I think being on that movie site field and, you know, the fans being able to stand on the, on the side hill there and see the house and all that, that that's going to go with it is just going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Now there is a little bit of a rise into right field, you know. Little rise in the right field, um, you know, but it's like, you know, a lot of our kids, they play town team in the summer and, and uh, they, they won't know the wiser. It'll be just fine. I was gonna say, that's par for course for them, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, I, I mean, what are down the foul pole? How, how deep is that field? You know, we didn't exactly measure it, but to center, it's deep. Um, you know, it's going to be a little tight. I think I think it was 290 maybe on the left field line and mm. then, you know, if you can take in consideration the rise in right field, you know, maybe it'll be a little deeper in right. Sure. Uh, we're going to play with wood bats, though. Oh. Uh, we're going to do some of that stuff to, to try to, you know, make things a little more traditional. And, uh, sure. It'll, you know, I, I, part of me is like, I wish it was 250 feet all the way around. I mean, who doesn't want to hit a home run into the corn? Oh, you know? exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Put a softball field out there, right? Who, who cares about the pitchers? I mean, that's yeah. fine. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not about those guys anyway. We, I mean, look, yeah, everyone wants to see three three run homers and everything. You know, hit dingers. That's right. That's, right. <laughs> That's what gets gets the babes. Um, yeah. I think there's a T-shirt about that somewhere. But wood bats, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't realize you guys were doing that, and maybe I just didn't read things close enough. But um, I mean, was, was that kind of the plan, just to tie, kind of deaden things so they wouldn't, the ball wouldn't jump as much, or was that just part of the or the tradition, or is that kind of like the whole pack, part of the whole package? Um, everything you just said. I mean, it it adds to I think the nostalgia of the game. Um, you know, and and. Things are, as far as foul ground, things are going to be pretty tight with fans. Mm. Um, so safety kind of went into that decision as well. So a few less um, hard-hit foul balls maybe. Sure. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, and, and it just, like I said, brings that traditional aspect to it. And, and a lot of these ideas, right, using wood bats, I mean, this is stuff that, you know, the bulk of it we decided right away, and now we've been working through some of these finer details of, you know, even, you know, friends I have in coaching coming up with great ideas of what we want to do. And, and uh, we're, we're really nothing's off the table here. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're really going for it as far as, you know, what we want to do. And, um, yeah, I think it, the opportunities are endless. Outstanding. Are you guys doing special uniforms and everything? Uh, we'll see. Um, there's some things in the works for that. I don't want to <laughs> spill, spill the beans totally, but uh, sure. you know, I would say nothing should surprise you as far as when we when we come on on that field. Um, in that uh, in that game sure well and as long as the umpires are wearing bow ties life is good right and uh we're, hey we're, we're that's that's been talked about don't worry i've got uh, we've got the guy that's that's interested i mean we're, we're gonna we're gonna really uh what is that uh, jackie moon the big yeah. promoter i mean we got yeah we got the jackie moon attitude here going to say let's uh let's really go for this thing let's go big time so i mean this is it's in the fall though the typical summer baseball or excuse me typical baseball season for college uh, is in spring um, why in the fall and kind of how'd that come about well it just it just makes a lot of sense I think for both programs to do in the fall we're, we're allowed uh, NCAA allows us to play fall competition mm. um, and, and Briarcliff being NAI they can as well and I think it allows it to be more of a, a celebration event of baseball and, and of our two programs mm-hmm. um, I think you've got you know there's definitely an aspect where we're competing. You know, we want to go get after it. We want to get better. We're evaluating our kids at this time of the year, and we will be during that game as well. But at the same time, it takes a little pressure off of, hey, the fences are going to be a little shorter, right? Sure. Um, and and if, if it doesn't really count in the win-loss column, no one's going to be too upset if if a, a lazy fly ball turns into a home run, right? Right, uh, exactly. So so it, it just helps, and, and uh, right, we all know the weather this time of year is absolutely beautiful, so oh, yeah. it sets us up to, to have a grander event, I think. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, the other thing I forgot about, in May, that corn's probably not even knee-high yet, so you got to have tall corn if you're going to be down there, right? 100%. <laughs> uh, so do you have plenty of baseballs lined up? Because, I mean – and when everybody hits a home run, how are you going to find them in the cornfield? Or do you like are get kids getting like a quarter of a ball for going out and finding them? You know, I don't know. We're going to have to figure that out. We I actually <laughs> talked to Corby today, the Briarcliff coach, and I told him that I said we're going to have to have a lot of baseballs here because number one, when one goes into the crowd, it, it's not coming back. I mean, they're right. they're going to keep it, and and they should. You know, I think that's fantastic because um, we want to get kids there. We want our students to be there. Uh, we want families to show up, and and it'd be kind of a you know, a lawn chair event with blankets and, and have that, that old style baseball uh, community atmosphere. So the more stuff we can do like that, the better, but yeah, we're going to go through some baseballs. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I mean, do you see this becoming an annual event? I, I, I can, I mean, I, I would, uh, we haven't really talked about it, but I, I'd play them every year in the fall there. I think, uh, I think it can be, you know, 
it's like anything. The first time you do it, it's usually the grandest. But oh, exactly. uh, I, I can imagine based on how many calls and texts I've received from other coaches and asking how we did it, and what we're doing. I mean, it's, you know, we're not going to be the only one for long. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. We're super proud to be first, but we know we're, we're not going to be last either. Well, and, you know, I've, I've done a little talking with uh, the Field of Dreams people as well. And I know that I think they'd obviously they welcome this because they said yes. And obviously they welcome this for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, it, it's you guys are in the front edge of what I think they'd like to turn this into, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they were extremely accommodating um, and helping. They're going to help as it gets closer, promote it. Mm. Um, and any idea we threw at them, they said, yeah, let's, I mean, they said no to essentially nothing. <laughs> they they want to help us put on a great event for our fans and, and it's a win-win, right? It's, mm-hmm. if, if it goes well for us, it goes well for them and vice versa. Oh, exactly. Now I, the exact date on it, can you remind me what that is? Uh, Friday, September 16th. Friday, September 16th of next year. Of next fall. Yep. Next and fall. we haven't announced an official game time yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of working out the details of that as we speak and, and also ticket sales and all that kind of stuff, the packaging for that. We we're smoothing out those fine details now, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll, we'll push it, uh, push it out when we have all the, all the I's down and the T's crossed. And, um, but it's uh, it's going to be a fun under the lights event. Now I was not able to get credentialed for the MLB game. I, that was a huge point of contention for this radio guy. Am I going to sure. be able to get credentialed for this one? You know, I, I think you know the right people. You're off to a good start, Jason. So uh, that, that's what I say when people say, "Man, Luther, how'd you get in on that?" I said, "Well, you know, it's not necessarily about what you know; it's about who you know." And I just I know the right people, and they uh, they reached out to us, and we're all in. Yeah, exactly. Brian Nickel, Luther uh, College baseball head coach, joining us here, talking about the Field of Dreams game coming up for them uh, here in September of 2022. Man, I'm excited. This is exciting, yeah. and of course. The upper, oh, I keep calling not the upper Iowa conference. That's that's high school, uh, and it's not even the Iowa conference anymore. The American Rivers Conference baseball has been really, really strong the last few years, and of course, you guys have really shot up the rankings there. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know how this game might help prepare you for uh, the conference season. Yeah, I mean, it, you're exactly right. The, the American Rivers Conference has been incredibly strong. You know. Um, Every year I've been here at Luther, it just everybody keeps um, advancing their programs, and there's really not a weekend you go into thinking uh, this one will be a little easier on us. You know, everything, every every game is hard. Every pitch means something, and um, you know, I think a game like this is great because it'll there'll, fe- there'll be some pressure, right, with all the people. Oh, and, sure. And, uh, Brian Cliff has a, a fantastic program. Coach McLaughlin has done an amazing job there, so it'll be it'll be fierce competition. And like I said, it's we're gonna have fun, but we're trying to get better as well. So. Uh, we look forward to doing that and playing a, a game under the lights to prepare us for what the American Rivers Conference is going to bring come spring. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, when you think about that spring, I mean, who are some of the players that are kind of at the top of the conference heading into next year, at least that you anticipate? Yeah, I, I think Co is going to be really strong again. They've they've uh, really been getting it. They've really had it going on, um, you know, and we, we've actually finished second place to them in 2019. Um, and then obviously 2020 being canceled. Then this last year, regular season, we finished second place to them as well. So that's turned into a, a fun rivalry. They, they do a great job over there. They play hard and it's always extremely fun to play them. And, you know, I expect Simpson to make another huge jump. Um, they were They were really tough last year and, you know, uh, as always, Buena Vista is, is always extremely strong, and, and, and Dubuque has been strong. Like I said, everybody's been, uh, you know, Nebraska Wesleyan, he's new there, and he's he's done a fantastic job. They were really tough last year, I thought. The record maybe didn't show it, but 
man, they, they, they beat us pretty good here at our place and, and actually kept us out of contention for, for winning the conference at, at one point, And then we were able to jump back in, but, um, it's a dog fight every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's the thing. It, 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 like you said, everyone keeps improving, which is an awesome thing. And, uh, it's what you want, obviously. And, and it's, so I've, I've got a question that's kind of curious. Um, I, I, I started going to high A games down in Cedar Rapids this year at watching the Colonels. And this is completely off the wall. I apologize for this, but this is where my All mind's right. going. <laughs> when you compare college baseball, division two, II, division three, division, no, uh, division one to say the, the farm system kind of, where does that level rank? Like, if, I mean, if I'm watching a, a division three game, it would it be equivalent of watching a high A or a low A game, rookie ball game, you know, I mean, and maybe, I don't know if you can, there is a true comparison, but I'm just kind of curious if you can kind of give me some type of a measuring stick. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're onto something with that, you know, um, I, I would say, you know, being around division two baseball and, and I played and coached that level and watching lots of other levels of baseball. I think baseball is a unique thing where maybe, you know, our best guy, uh, our number one pitchers in our conference can play division one baseball right now. Oh, sure. Could they have as freshmen? No, not at all. But um, baseball is a unique sport where you see Division three athletes sign professional contracts um, sure. regularly and, and have success at the major league level, right? Not, mm-hmm. not tons of them, but but it happens. You know, Division three baseball players play play MLB. Um, you don't see that as much at, at, you know, basketball and football and some of the other sports. And that's not a knock on them. It's, it's an elite level, no doubt, to play any college sport. But baseball, I think, with the lack of scholarships at Division one. Um, really, the trickle down effect is higher caliber baseball at Division two and high, higher caliber baseball at Division three. Sure, um, yeah. right. Division one baseball gets eleven point seven scholarships, um, and a certain amount of them can't be on scholarships on their thirty five man roster. So, you know, a lot of kids are getting asked, "Well, do you want to walk on, or or then you can get a scholarship Division two, and then the Division two, right? Then they pass on a kid, and he ends up in our program, and they develop and yeah, I mean, I you know, I tell people sometimes it's it's crazy. You know, the best guy in our conference every year will probably be a ninety-one to ninety-four guy. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and you're just like what? And it's like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're really good. You oh, know? I absolutely believe it. I mean, and great, I got to watch a few games back in the day. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and actually, ha, my claim to fame, I I never umpired a varsity baseball game, but I did do a JV college game. Uh, between Nyack and Luther once. So that's my hey, one go. my one claim. But you know, those guys, I mean, they they they're mid eighties at least. And they, they had one guy that was throwing could hit low nineties and his curveball would fall off the table and really messed with a guy who'd only worked J V baseball. <laughs> yeah, it gets you on your toes there, man. Yeah, exactly. So well Brian Nickel joining us here, uh, the head coach uh, from Luther College, uh, head baseball coach at Luther College. Thank you so much. Wonderful conversation, and I cannot wait for this game down at Field of Dreams coming up this next fall in September. It is going to be a blast. Jason, thanks for having me on, man. I sure appreciate the publicity you're giving our, our student athletes, and um, you know, I know you. Uh, you're, that's what's at the forefront for you. We sure appreciate it, and uh, yeah, you know the right people, so look me up as that day draws closer. We'd love to have you down. You got it. We'll be back with more Sports Zone right after this. Jason. Yo. You know what today is? Indigenous Peoples Day. It is. Uh, some people call it Columbus Day. The Columbus Day. Yes. So, which means. What's that got to do with well, anything? Well, here's the deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make. I taught history earlier today. <laughs> I'm moving on. I, uh, 
I'm gonna make fun of myself with this. No, that's not gonna be hard. So yeah, it's it's pretty. (laughs) You know, I gotta be honest. I'm I'm taking you know material that's right over the plate and hitting it out of the park. Oh boy! Oh uh, boy! Well, you gotta crush uh, the easy ones. So what happens at the newspapers? They do not deliver mail or accept mail on holidays. Yeah. And this is a holiday for, you know, 1% of the country. Right. And um, so what happens on every Monday holiday with me is this. I got an extra day. Oh, Bob had an extra day, which yes. meant what? Which meant that um, I wasted two of those days and didn't get anything done. And... Usually, I mean, on both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, I, I, I did put my photos in from the game the other night. However, then I went home and I watched college football for the entire day. Wow, Bob. And let me tell you this. You can take the Iowa-Penn State game out of the mix. Yeah. And it was still an epic Saturday. I know. So I don't know what is a step above epic but the Iowa Penn State game was awesome, and you were there. I was there. I, you know what? I was there with a what, a really cool dude too. Yeah, I, you know. Um, so the guy on the left, not Josh on the right, my my son no, the Josh. Guy, the went, guy on the left was the aisle, so it was okay. the revolving door of Penn State fans. <laughs> so, I mean, what a great game! But yes, Josh, your son was. You know, uh, and we had a great time. We we yelled, yeah, as many fans did, and we cheered and we swore at them a little too, and. Yeah, I'm sure you were. But, but you jokes. kept it somewhat clean. Well, wait, you swore. Forget it. No, yeah, we kept it. No, we were a little unprofessional. Yes, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, here's what I get from Josh. Loudest I've ever heard Kinnick. Which is true. Um, and was. he was kind of shouting at me because I think his ears were still ringing. And this yes. was at like... 745? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. My ears were still ringing so, in the car or truck on the way home. Here's a couple of things from the Iowa game from a guy who watched it on TV and okay. watched the highlights and all that stuff. Okay. I saw the highlights eventually. So, I actually watched the game again that night on TV. <laughs> I will say this. What? Anybody who doesn't understand football doesn't get how valuable special teams are in mm-hmm. a game of that magnitude. Yeah. Um, you know, Toy Taylor could have been the MVP of that game. You know who else was really good in that one at that stuff? Right. Uh, Terry Roberts and yeah. uh, Irie Kelly Martin. Yes. Because they were the ones running down to do what they right. were set up right. for. And, and uh, you know, but I think it says a lot. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. At seven, even early on, I was a little nervous. Iowa picks off a pass, gets a field goal. Yeah, that you know, wasn't good. And then it's 17 to 3, and nothing's really going right. Right. But again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we, or last week, and promised not to preach. Right. But we're going to preach some more. Yes. Get up the on your fact, pulpit. The, the fact is, is that Iowa stayed with its game plan. And, right. And that is true. Did not try to do, you know, Hey, there are there are no fourteen point plays in football. No, and chipped away, chipped away, and I mean it was electric to watch it. I can't it imagine being there. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm gonna flat out tell you, there's a number of people. The first thing we heard is, "Well, if if the Penn State quarterback didn't get taken out, well, there's some truth to that." 
And there's also something to be said that your team's your team. What happened, happened. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, Coach Piker may be one of the best guys who adjusts on the fly. Uh, yeah, and he was in the middle of adjusting. Yeah, and I, I just that, does it change the game? Yes, you know, but but again, does I, it change the outcome? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I thought, I mean, it was an electric atmosphere again from from on TV. Right. I can't imagine what it was like there. And if I hear one more person whine about rushing the field, I, I, I'm gonna that go was a on. Huge game. I'm gonna go on to Twitter, reach through my phone, and slap these people. This was not Kansas rushing the field against South Dakota. Right. That one I might question a right. little. But there were times back in the late 2000s when Iowa seemed to be rushing the field every time they played a game. That was a little much. Right. This is three versus four, four. in a huge, huge game. game. Yes, and, and and especially now you look at the schedule. There are some tough games coming up. Yes, but there's no Ohio State. There's no Michigan. Right. You know, I this team is poised to do something pretty special. Could. And I will say this. Here's another thing I will say. I know people are worried about this running game. I've seen Iowa teams not run the ball real well in September, early October, that run it really well by the end of November. Right. And you started seeing some signs of that, I think, on Saturday. Yeah. You know, now, now there are, I don't think, I, I still think there are some really dangerous teams in the West. I, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but one of these days, Nebraska is going to stop doing Nebraska things, and that's not a bad football team. No, it's not. You know, going to Camp Randall is never a picnic. No. You know, um, so I'm not saying they're going to go 12-0. and 0, No. But they have the potential to go 12-0. Well, they got, which, they've gone 6-0, which means it's still, the potential's still right. there. If you're 5-1, and one, guess what? Penn State does not have the potential to go 12-0. and 0. Correct. So... Um, I'm really excited to see. But but here's the crazy thing. There were so many unbelievable games. I'm going back to the Iowa game for a minute. Here. Okay, go ahead. So having been there, because you didn't let me talk about it at all, you meanie. <laughs> <laughs> having been there. Well, I wasn't here for the last segment, so I well, thought I'd make I up I'm for it. I'm still not going to tell you what we talked about, but whatever. Uh, Field of Dreams li- baseball, so there. Go back and listen so to it. There. Go so there. And, <laughs> go back and listen to it on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, which you can catch on any podcasting platform. Uh, but anyway, point being, um, last week I, I made a very clear statement about how fans have only their own personal investments. They don't really have an effect on the outcome of the games. You know, it's not their work that's going to do anything. And I was wrong this week because I'm telling you, that place was so loud. And it was just it was it was like being inside of a jet engine the way it was i mean it was loud and when you watch those guys backed up against the end zone and they fall start three times in a row the crowd has a that was the crowd that was absolutely a huge part of that and i'm sorry does does the starting quarterback have a louder voice i mean i'm sorry you know again that's well i know that's where i'm like okay you know Again, you're stretching a little bit, you know. Right. And, and, I mean, that's the thing, though. That came off of a punt. No, that didn't come off a punt. That was a touchback. Right. Um, 
But anyway, that that crowd was absolutely. I mean, you just felt it. Like my end of the stadium, you could just tell you wanted them down, backed up on our end, right. so we could just scream at them, and right. we did. Yeah. And it was everything we could think of. And then the offense would come out, and everyone's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh." We'll just, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I always love. Stop that. it, you morons! Spencer <laughs> <Right. laughs> Peters is out there just flapping his arms. Quiet, 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 quiet down. <laughs> this is a golf meet now. <laughs> you know? So, but but again, you're right about the crowd. I mean, right. you know, um, so I wasn't there, but Josh has been. He said the loudest he heard Kinnick was the Minnesota game a couple of years ago. Oh, sure. And he said it didn't hold a candle to it. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and and again, I think a little of that is, yeah, that was beating an undefeated 9-0 team, mm-hmm. but you weren't 9-0 or you weren't undefeated. You know, I mean, it was loud. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I really like where this team's going. Yeah. But I'm also – Smart enough to like, okay, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, there's six games to go, you know, and exactly. and um, you know, it, it, it's a team that's not going to win a lot of, I, I don't think, fifty to nothing games. No, no so likely. you know, um, but I, I, I there was mean, was there any other games this this last weekend too? Well, you know, I'll tell you what the. Uh, the the game at the Texas State Fair was pretty good. Yeah, I heard that. You know, it was a very much a Big Twelve game. 50, yeah, there was a pillow fight and no defense. Fifty four to forty eight. Great game though. I mean, Oklahoma's fifty five da- to forty eight. Yes, Oklahoma's down twenty eight to seven, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, and you know. And Texas did Texas 30, things. Yeah, thirty five twenty at halftime. Right. Texas leading. You know, Oklahoma State scored 35 in the final two against uh, Kansas's 10. Right. There was, um, I I mean, you can go through multitudes of games. Mm. Alabama lost. Alabama lost. And um, did you watch the end of that? I certainly did, and I I really did. A and M led most of that game. Yep. And when Alabama took the lead, I think I'm going to steal a line from you. Probably. You know. Well, that was fun while it lasted, right, you know, yeah. because out, you know, um, yeah. But at the same time, um, Texas A&M showed me a lot. Oh yeah, which Especially. is amazing because they barely beat um, they barely beat Colorado, right? Ten to seven, and uh, I, I I did not see that coming, right? You know, but even 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 that was just one of the you know. Um, no, the Dame's down 29-21 mm-hmm. with 340 left. Yep. Win it in regulation. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, there were just so many good football games. Oh, B- yeah. Wake BYU Forest, lost. Wake Forest-Syracuse was a heck of a game. Yeah. 40-37. to 37. Like you said, Notre Dame. But but yeah. but speaking of which. Did I, you I, see Ole Miss-Arkansas? Yes. Josh and I watched the last two plays of regu- well, the uh, regulation. Well, I guess the uh, last two plays of the game, not counting the two-point conversion attempt. Right, because you thought it was going the yeah, overtime. We're like, we're not, we're, I'm not watching the overtime. And then they went for it on – yeah, went for two and didn't make it. Arkansas went for two and didn't right. make it and got beat 52-51. to 51. And, and that's been a really interesting thing. There was a really um, – you know, there was a really good FCS game – uh, South Dakota State and Southern yes. Illinois, mm-hmm. and 
um, for the second week in a row, Southern Illinois scores on their first play of overtime, mm-hmm. kicks, gives up a touchdown, yep. and then holds them on the two-point conversion. Yeah. And, and, and I think what's happening is the rule has changed. It used to be the third overtime. Mm-hmm. You had to go for two. Now it's the second overtime. Mm. And I think coaches are thinking, I got to play. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I, I did want to bring up one thing to you because I'm going to preach again. I'm oh, getting boy. back into the pulpit. So on, uh, there was a cool story every Sunday. Okay. Um, national media outlet goes to the, to the uh, message boards for various teams. <laughs> and this was one of the ones they included this week. We have a serious talent and coaching issue. Wow, that that, so North, from Penn, North, that had to be like a Penn State person. No, Northwestern, no, no, uh, Minnesota. A uh, talent North, and coaching issue? Yeah, uh, BamaOnline.com. That's what a, yeah, an Alabama, Alabama fan, fan said. <laughs> that is the epitome. Of knee-jerk? Uh, well, of... What have you done for me in the last 20 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh that, my gosh, you know, and and but I think what we found this year, and this is what makes this season maybe a little different than any other. What since since we went to this playoff system? I mean, Alabama's close to having two losses. Yeah, it's the Florida game. You know, maybe they will have two before this is all said and done. We won't have to worry about right. the playoff. I think Georgia might be. They may be pretty tough. May, may be for real. Yeah. But um, you know, the rest of it's wide open right now. You for know, the first time. You know, I mean, usually by now you have three teams who's going to get the fourth one. Right. You know, I'm still not sold on Oklahoma. No, me either. You know, but again, I will also tell people that hey, Oklahoma's finding a way to win games. Right. You know, and. And that might be the kind of year it is out here for the playoffs. Just to win. Right. You know, I mean, did you really? I mean, if you were not an Iowa fan Mm -hmm. and you saw the Iowa-Colorado State game and you saw the Penn State-Auburn game, Penn State's going to kill them. Right. It didn't happen. No, it didn't. You know, it it is – and I don't know where this parody is coming from because – We've had 85 scholarships for years now, you know, um, but I like it. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, and th- that's the other thing is this isn't high school football. Like right. Like we said last week, this is teams the, – the, the higher you go, the more the parity is there. Right. Because – and it balances out. And, and, like, just because a team doesn't just destroy another team doesn't mean, like, oh, my gosh, they're – they're not very good. Right. It well, just means that th- well, there was a matchup issue. There were mental mistakes. It wasn't a great week, and it happened at the right time right. because the team that you were playing couldn't capitalize on it, whatever. I think what you're also seeing, again, it took 20-some years to get here with, with this. But there were some kids who were saying, you know what, I'm not going to go to Penn State or Alabama. I know I can play here. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And you know, I mean, we can see this with how many FCS teams have been competitive mm-hmm. or even beaten FBS teams, right? You know, so 
Um, all I know is if we could have Saturdays like that, not I don't want to see twenty three twenty from Iowa. No, anymore. I'd like to see it. You know, but but we can have four, five, six great games like we had this week. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I was literally, I had game on the TV, game on the computer, game on my phone. I want to do that for the rest of the year. All right. Well, you know, we'll so we, I will see what I can do for you, Bob. Okay. If All you right. do this for me, you don't have to buy me a birthday present next week. <laughs> All right. I, we do have to take a break, though. We'll be back right after this to wrap things up in the sports zone. Well, Bob, you missed out on a, a, a really good segment, but you made up for it with a really good segment at the end there. It's all about quality over quantity with me. <laughs> that, was okay. dumb, that, that was the dumbest thing I've said on this show. And since I've been on it off and on, and then, you know, but... All five years I've been kind of on it. Five years, Bob. Yes. And five next years. show, right? Five-year anniversary coming up in two weeks. Right. Right here on the Sports Zone with Jason Rude or Rudy and Bob. And a lot of people right now out there are saying, yeah, they act five years old. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know, so. Well, and they're probably like, how in the heck did anybody let these guys stay on for five years? <laughs> But we've got some great guests. We're we're bringing back some of our some of our favorites. favorites. We're trying to get some uh, new. We're we're trying to go all out. Right. I got requests into some NFL teams. Although I got turned down by one of them today. Yeah. Um, I wasn't happy about that. No, but, but we'll live. We'll but, live. But you know, we can lose. always we can always go back to our sophomore humor. Well, yeah. Oh and wait, that would be a. It, uh, that's what we usually do. <laughs> yeah, Come on. So. <laughs> but they're like, but you're not funny. Yeah, we, we know, we know. <laughs> Lucy Rodine has confirmed she's joining us. Right. So and, we got somebody funny. And Chris Cuellar. And Chris Cuellar has confirmed he's, he's joining us. And we'll talk with him and he'll... Tell us, he'll kind of set us straight on well, what's going on. Well, once again, remember, he, he drives the ratings up. Right. And what was the company that we needed to tell? I completely Who forgot. Who used to own uh, whatever he worked for? Oh, Gannett. Yeah. Gannett, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. He... We get lots of Chris Cuellar is a ratings boost. <laughs> and then Tyler Kluver has said yes. And you haven't gotten to talk to Tyler yet. No, so I'm excited about that. Tyler's a good one. He'll be a good time. And, and we are, are going to bring in our St. Louis correspondent for a short... Yeah, he doesn't even know it yet. Yes. <laughs> Brian Geldmacher, the guy who basically serves as a tiebreaker and separates us. We'll, we'll cold fight. call him. Yeah. We'll just cold call him. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, we're, Keith Duncan is a possibility. Oh. Keith Duncan Keith is a Duncan possibility. Keith Duncan gave me the, the, you know, that whole description of why he blew kisses to the Nebraska. Exactly. We were the first show to name We that broke down. that. Yeah. Even before the washed up walk-ons who have become massively huge. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. But we broke that story. Yes. We so broke anyway, that story. We should and, probably end this show. Before and we've got a request in to get Casey Kreider, long snapper for the New York Giants. And that's, you know, if I would have known what I know now, I would have tried. I would have learned how to hike the ball 15 yards. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know, see, you could have made tens of dollars. Keep, if you keep your head down, they can't hit you. Yeah, <laughs> you and know? you could have made tens of dollars. <laughs> yes. anyway, All right, Bob. We should wrap this show up. We though. need to wrap this up. Uh, of course, we got to thank our guest, Brian Nickel, head coach, baseball coach at Luther College, for joining uh, for his segment with us. And uh, check that out next year in September. It's a Friday night, unfortunately, right. uh, for me. But uh, for, for Luther College and uh, Briar Cliff, that's going to be pretty awesome down there at the Field of Dreams. Yeah, 
will be very good. Yes. And of course, we've got to thank each and every one of our sponsors for tuning or for helping us out. Uh, without them, we couldn't do this. And lastly, and not least, we got to thank you, the listeners, because without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Have a good one, Bob. You too. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Hey, it's a big one. It's a big yes. Big one. It's a big month. It's a big month. Birthday anniversary. Just thought I'd get that in one more time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll accept any gifts. Well, anyway, talk Have to a you good later. One.